Welcome to the Let's Make Gippsland Great Again podcast. You're here with your hosts here, Corey and Joanne. Jo, how are you? I am super great. Yeah, Su- super great. Super great. <laughs> super great. I, like, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> Thank you. It's great. We really wanted to, um, we had a great time with Kez last week. Mm-hmm. Really good to talk to Kez from the Nutrition Pod, and we're getting more guests on here soon. But just wanted to pull out some of those things that we really learn or, or that were – we want to highlight those things that sort of stood out to us from that, that conversation. So mm. we sort of got three points each. Were they may or, We both wrote them down uh, individually, so they may or may not intersect. Joe, why don't you lead us off? What's your okay. – and these are in no necessary order, am I right? Correct. Yeah, go for it. Um, Okay, so during our conversation, one thing that really, for me, defined our conversation um, was there was no clear timeline of when she had started her business, um, but there was a clear vision behind it. So she wasn't limiting herself when, you know, in 2015, I have to. It was something that she cradled for a very long time and eventually... You know, now she's in a position where she's building a business um, and a very um, successful one as well. So I I really, that really stood out to me of just not limiting herself or um, putting unrealistic expectations of when, but actually embracing the vision and the dream of it. That's actually, that was actually one of my points was, or very similar, was dreams becoming reality. Right, yeah. Um, Where she just chipped away at something until it, it, eventuated, mm. but, like, that idea of when she was saying, like, she used to just drive mm. up in the main street and say, one of these days I'm going to have one of these shops. I don't know what it's going to be exactly, but I'm going to have my own business in this town. And, and um, yeah, it's, inter- like, for me, because I, I don't know about you, but I probably dream a little bit that way. Mm. I don't I don't put timelines on things, mm. and may, um, whether that's constructive or not, but obviously that really worked for Cares. Like, mm. it has worked, and, and because she's... Uh, it, in her mind, and like you said, had that vision yep. of what she wanted to do and sort of just slowly worked towards mm. it and then all of a sudden sort of things have just lined up. She's like, I'm doing what, yeah. I, what I really wanted to be yeah. doing. Yeah, and married with that is the risk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I think her vision was greater than the reality of risk. Yeah. And I think that's how mo- the majority of successful people are successful is actually going, I know there's a risk, however... It's worth the risk, and I'm going to jump into it, yeah. and I'm going to I'm going to have a go. I'm going to yeah. have a crack well, and succeed. And there's a be- I think there's a belief there that in spite of the risks mm, or mm. despite the risks, I'm go- I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, but this, I mean, there's risk in everything we do. Mm. But you're right. Like when we can, when we feel like there's a lot of risk involved in what we're doing. Um, or what we want to do or what we want to achieve, that can kind of hold us back. There can be fears around those mm. things that. Um, you know, you need to overcome because it may or may not happen. Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, I don't know, I remember when I started uni when I was 30 and there was a big debate in my head because I'm like, oh, I'm not smart enough and I dropped out of school and you're never going to make it in uni, a lot of pressure. And I remember just boiling it down in my simple mind of what is the biggest worry and I'm like, fear. Yeah. And I remember just having this weird conversation with myself going, well, fear is the only reason you're not. It's not good enough. Yeah, that's right. So get over it. So for you, was it like fear, fear of failure? Yeah. Yeah, 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 fear of judgment, you know, yeah. what are the academics going to think of yeah. me? Reality is they don't I care. Failure is a big one big for one. a lot of people. I reckon there's so many things that I feel like I want to do mm. or want to achieve and I'm like, I feel like I know what I need to do, but there's something that stops me from taking some of those steps. And mm. Sometimes I reckon it is fear of failure. Yeah. 
Um, and so to see Kez really bust through those things and go, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Right. Um, and it wasn't even the crazy thing is that like for her when she was saying she was driving up and down the street, I'm gonna own a business. Mm. It wasn't even a health food. It wasn't necessarily gonna be a health food mm. store. But that's just what she's passionate about. Yeah. And what she really resonates with her. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Cool. Uh, oh, well, we both had... So both, Is that yours? All, yeah, that was mine. So, roger, roger. Yeah, you go on to number two. Yeah, okay. Um, that leads into um, probably my n- next point that stood out to me uh, was that it wasn't limited, um, her expectation of what she was going to do, and she, by that she's actually created a really high standard as well. Um, she hasn't limited herself of how the business wants to expand, yep. but she's got really high standards of where she wants to go. The vision still continues. Yep. Um, I remember one of... We talked about the challenges and it was how do you communicate that to the people that you're employing? Yep. How do you set that standard within your own business? Um, but I think, you know, they're really real challenges yep. that do come up in a business setting, especially when you own the business. Um, but again, I just love that she, for her, it wasn't necessarily about having the best products and the best niche market, but the best customer service. Yeah, And that's something that yeah. is her link through yeah. everything she's done, yeah. which was really cool to, well, because, to hear. Yeah, yeah. because it's not a, for her, it's not necessarily about the products. It's about creating that hub right. and that connection, that community. and Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think uh, that actually lead – well, that leads into one of my points. Segway. Like, I had was, uh, was leadership. Mm. Um, There's the, something that she was like uh, – had had acknowledged that she needed to, to grow in or yep. was developing. Um and to me, I, like, I'm big on leadership. I think mm. leadership's massive in our society in general. Mm. Um, but I was like, well, what is leadership? What does that mean to be a leader? Mm. And what's the, what, are, what are some of the signs of a good leader? Mm. Are you a good leader because you have people that are following what you're, what you're doing or what you're saying? Mm. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I think, I don't know, like I, similar to you, like um, leadership's been a big part of my life, um, not just in the roles that I have now, but knowing who I'm letting in my life to be led by as well because yeah. we're always going to be led by someone. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whether or not you're conscious of that, it's irrelevant because yeah. we're all sort of attaching ourselves to someone that inspires us, yeah. for a better word. Um, so, again, I, I yeah, I have leadership I think is super important within a small business but within our community and I think that's, again, one thing that we see in this business is that you go in there and there you feel a standard. Yeah. And that's something that Kez has actually built within yeah. herself. Yep. So for me, I think leadership is not just about the action, but the action translates her purpose and heart, vision, or yep. whatever you want to call that. Yep. Um, so I think part of that is, you know, if you can communicate your own uh, passion through your actions, yep. to me that makes a healthy leadership. Yep. And, I th- and I reckon you're right, like her passion comes through so clearly in, in what she wants to build and what she is building. Mm. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd hazard a guess that it's pretty hard for people not to, you know, for her uh, employees not to be able to see that and, and be mm. able to gravitate towards it. And, I mean, not everybody will because no. that won't be some people's passion. Like, yeah. I'm sure that there'd be, oh, I'm thinking of, I mean, as a bloke, I think of young, young boys, mm. they like health food. <laughs> Who cares? Like, do you know what I mean? But yes. this is a funny thing. I was talking to a mate, uh, an old mate of mine, uh, on the weekend, and you know, Kez was talking about her nephew. How yes. He, he had uh, was that during the podcast? Was mm-hmm. it after? I can't remember. No, I reckon it might have been after. 
Oh, it was after. We, Kez sorry, we had a little conversation with Kez after the podcast and she was saying that her, her nephew had, uh, I think it was sore feet. That's right, And yeah. uh, And she'd given him some magnesium and she, you know, there was just some ways that she'd helped her nephew out. And one of my mates is mates with her nephew. Oh, get out. Yeah. And oh. so he was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. Um, uh, one of my mates, he got this magnesium and his auntie runs in that, the, the health food shop. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. And this is, you know, early 20s. Uh, yeah. Lad and and uh, I was like, oh, uh, he, for him, he was like, oh, I got onto some as well, and it was really helped me out. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So yeah. I guess that's I think think that where that her passion is actually crossing even generational oh. um, stereotypical boundaries, yes, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's actually invading those things. Yeah, and um, I think her like genuine heart to care for people yeah. is how she's. Crossing those boundaries. Yeah, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Um, the other the other thing I thought about whenever I think about leadership, I think about followership as yes, well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like I think to become a good leader, you have to be a really good follower. Right. Um, and and I hope you know that you know people that we lead want to you know want to have good followers and all that sort of stuff. But um, that sort of I think that sort of blends into my third point personally. Oui. I know, I'm sorry, cutting you off, so I'm no. going two, two, two at a time here. So leadership, uh, to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower. Mm-hmm. But one thing she really talked about was that how she was always learning. Mm-hmm. And all those mm-hmm. other jobs that she did, all those other roles that she mm-hmm. had, she was always looking to learn something new mm-hmm. and she was always doing things to the best of her ability um, in order to upskill herself. Yeah. Like building that customer service and those relationships with people. And to me... That is being a really good follower. Mm. Like she's gone, you know what? I'm gonna. I've got leaders or got bosses that I, I'm gonna really uh, submit to and follow here, and I'm gonna do these roles to the best of my ability. Uh, and I've built those skills around myself, and now so then she's able to take what she's learned as a follower to become a leader. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that idea of always learning, I just was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, and I think like I remember reading, I you know, read different people's um, testimonials or their biographies. I love reading about people's stories. And I was reading one a couple of weeks ago and it was about talking about his success story. But part of that was he said parking his vision or dream was part of his success story. Okay. And he recommends that to any young person because you've got to park the ambition and work work your ass off. Um, But come under that, learn from other people, learn, learn, learn. And then when you're established and he's a very wealthy person now, You've got the cash to build your dream yeah. and go hard into that. But I think that for Kez, I think one thing that really has always stood out to me for as long as I've known is that humbleness as well. Yeah. But that creates an adaptability to take every moment and learn from it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful yeah. because, again, you know, even if it's a job that she hasn't enjoyed, I haven't enjoyed, you can still gain from it. Yeah. You can still work well in an environment that maybe not be serving you well. Yeah. So. I, I love that. I, and I'd love to explore that on a future podcast, mm. the, the idea of serving someone else's vision mm. before your own. Yeah. Um, it can be massive because you're learning and you're growing in that capacity yeah. and you're understanding what it's like to be a follower before you become a leader. Yes. It's really important. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what was your point number three? I think I've blended, oh, yeah. as you have. But, um, yeah, the... Beyond the business, there is a clear purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing um, that really stood out for me, that her the business is there, but it's almost a vessel for her ability to connect to community. Yeah. And 
that just kept yes. coming up again yeah, and yeah, again sure. and again. Um, and just that heart to expand. Why? Yeah. To connect. Yeah. Um, to create a bigger space. Why? To connect. Yeah. Um, even through COVID, like the whole mission of that operation was to have a safe place for people yeah. to come and feel a place of rest 100%. or whatever, however you want to describe that. So I really loved that, you know, her clear purpose is ultimately to serve the community, yeah. if we go back to that key word, yeah. serve. Yeah. yeah. I think, I reckon you're right, and I, and I think that's not, I, from what I see in our, in our community, in our town, that is not, um, oh, what's the word, um, individual uh, mm. only, like I don't, I don't feel like that's only uh, Kez that does that. Like, no. I feel like there's yeah. a, a lot or mo- most, if not all, of our small businesses in our community uh, really look, yeah, sure, they're, mm. that somebody's working there and they're looking to make a profit, but at the same time looking to serve our community. And I, and I love that connectedness that, you know, they say a small business is the lifeblood of a town. Mm. And I reckon that's so true because it, uh, it continues to add into and invest into our community in, in different ways and as, as Kez exhibited there. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, I think, like, that was a really... I think it set a standard as well for, like, future interviews for us because I, I totally agree with you. There's so many other businesses, business owners that we want to champion. Yes. And I think that's the, you know, the heart of what we're doing as well is to really, um, you know, create that voice. We want to help connection and we, how we want to do that is by... Um, hearing people's stories, yeah. you know, hearing people's, you know, their success stories, but also how they've recovered from really hard situations. So mm. I think that's it's been a uh, a standard set with that yes, little interview. Definitely, um, and I'm really excited to bring other people into this yeah. this space. Looking looking forward to the future and uh, future interviewees and future podcasts. So mm. thanks so much for spending your time with us today here at the Make Gippsland Great Again podcast. Uh, you are with your host Corey and Joanne. Appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Make Gippsland Great Again. You can find more great podcast content on all your good podcast providers such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. You'll also find us on TikTok at Sale Community Connect and... And Instagram. See you around, Gippsland.